There is nothing worse than untapped potential. If you know that you're made for more, this is the place. I know that every successful person I've ever met has one thing in common. They do not let themselves fall victim to their circumstances. They figure out a way to rise above it. So join me on this journey where I help you to be better, do better, and have better in life and in business. If you're feeling stuck and you're needing some practical tools, some hope to get you to that better life, this is definitely the place for you. Unstuck Podcast. I am so excited for us to have a chance to listen to all of the wisdom of my new friend, Laura Folks. You guys, she is a certified holistic health coach, and she's got so much insight into specifically the kind of the mindless habits that we do that might be sabotaging ourselves or very well might be indicating that we have some issues that we have to work through. And I just love everything that she's about, you guys, and I can't wait for us to have a conversation. So Laura, welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. So much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about what it is that you do. How do you help people and, and what you know gets you up in the morning? Yeah. So I really love and passionate about helping my clients uh, end self-sabotage with food or it can be other habits as well. Um, and without needing to rely on more willpower, because a lot of times we're told the more discipline or willpower that we have, the more success we can have. But there's really reasons why we are stuck in what we consider our bad habits. And I really mm -hmm. love to dive in and figure out where there is, why there's a disconnect between knowing what to do and having so much information, having the desire to want to work towards our goal, but not being able to reach it and helping to figure out where is that disconnect and what is our why not? Why are we not able to work towards that? So that's what I'm super passionate about and really helping people to transform their relationship with food. I love that so much. And, you know, you've just given me goosebumps, really, because the thing is, is that we, all of us that are listening to this Unstuck podcast are, you know, either stuck or have felt stuck at some point, right? And we oftentimes are the ones who keep ourselves stuck, right? We sabotage ourselves. And sometimes we do it unknowingly. Like we don't even know why or how. And it's, can be something so small that can be literally the window to open up to all of the reasons that you know, we may be, have been holding ourselves back up to this point. And for example, food might just be a symptom of that. Mm -hmm. And I just think that once we are able to be more aware of who we are and where we're being you know, held back by ourselves, we can open that, we can deal with it. And it literally opens up our potential in so many other things, don't you think? Totally. And I love that you said that food can be a symptom because that's exactly what we look at is how food is a symptom when we're feeling unsafe emotionally in some way um, or where our belonging feels at risk as well. And yeah, with not only when we are eating out of alignment with our goals, but also like you were saying too, it gives us an insight or a window into mm -hmm. what's happening in other areas of our life because a lot yeah. of times how we do anything is how we do most things. And so yeah, how you, things are, if you're feeling out of control around food, most likely you might be feeling out of control somewhere else in life too. And that's the how it's showing up around food is the symptom for yeah. feeling out of control elsewhere. So I love that you said all of that because that's exactly Yeah, and you know, um, if somebody, you know, can't relate to the food part, but they might have other habits. What are some other things that you see are, you know, very similar or if not the same kind of triggering, um, not triggering, but 
the, the same triggers will cause the, the unconscious habit. So I've actually worked with a couple of clients who bite and pick their nails and mm -hmm. there was a lot of guilt and shame around it, feeling like they needed more willpower or discipline and just like resist it. And then they should be able yeah. to stick to it. So yeah. very similar to food. Also mindless shopping, mindless scrolling on social media, um, numbing out with like watching Netflix, not working out. Again, mm -hmm. you might have the desire and have a great plan to stick to yeah. that you want to do, but then you just can't muster up the energy or whatever yeah. it is that's keeping you from going to the gym or doing the workout. And a lot of times the triggers are the same or are similar. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, even in relationships, or in our careers, like there's a lot of similarities across all mm -hmm. of that. But in terms of habits, yeah, it's like working out, fighting, picking nails, even drinking, um, mindless scrolling. There's a lot of similarities. Yeah. Shopping, I think mm -hmm. is probably another one, like where, you know, you do it because it makes you feel better in this moment. And then you're like, feel shame around it. And then you should mm -hmm. feel, you know, that, oh my gosh, I should have more willpower around this. And I think that when I've noticed myself, if I feel like it's my will, that is the only solution to this. And then I fail, then I have more shame <laughs> Yep, And it's just this cycle of, yeah. you know, letting myself down, being disappointed in myself, trying again, letting myself down again. And over time you stop trusting yourself because mm -hmm. you don't keep your word Yep, and then you lose, you know, self-worth and self-esteem and all these things. And if you can recognize that it's not just our willpower that we need, but we have to address the, the deeper issue, man, that gives like a whole new weight lifted off of our shoulders, right? Yeah. Can I actually, so I love that you just broke down that cycle. Can I actually walk through the cycle that I find that people are typically going through when they're eating out of alignment with their goals or just not working towards their goals? Cause yeah. what you just said of like losing self-trust and it looping back, like it's totally what, like the cycle that I find people are often in. Yeah. And there's different phases of that cycle, which is typically unconscious. So are you okay with me sharing that? Yeah, please, point? please do. Yeah, okay. I would love that. Perfect. So it starts with a trigger and there are four common triggers which lead people to eat or to um, fall off track with whatever it is that the habit is. So okay. the four common triggers are feeling tired, anxious, inadequate, or lonely. You can use the acronym TAIL as a quick reminder. For okay. It, but feeling tired can be emotional or physical depletion. Feeling anxious often shows up when we have a new level of uncertainty and mm -hmm. we don't know how to deal with uncertainty. So it shows up as anxiety in our bodies. Yeah. Feeling inadequate can be feeling um, like we're not enough or not good enough in certain areas of our lives. It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean we feel that way yeah. in general. Mm -hmm. And then feeling lonely can be feeling isolated, alone or lonely, even though we've got a great support system. So those are the triggers that trip off the cycle. And then from there, we have a story which was created typically earlier in our lives when we didn't have the full context of mm -hmm. what was happening in a situation. So we internalized right. it, made it about us, and it protected us and served us in many ways, but it may not be serving us today. From the yes. story, we have stress reactions. And just like animals, they go into fight, flight, or freeze mode when they're at physical mm -hmm. threat, we go into compete, accommodate, or avoid mode when our belonging is at threat. From there, we have behaviors and the behaviors will vary by person and the stress reaction they're in, but the avoid pattern typically leads to procrastination, building up things where you fall into analysis paralysis, so you can't mm -hmm. take action. 
Yeah. Compete mode is comparing yourself to other people, and that can be their bodies or skill sets. It can also be comparing a current version of yourself to a past version of yourself. And mm -hmm. it can also lead to feeling like we're running a, mar a marathon, but the finish line keeps moving. And so yeah. we constantly yeah. feel behind. Yeah. Those, th those, those are so powerful. Yeah. Keep yeah. going. And then the accommodate mode is when we're often um, taking care of everybody else, wanting to be the peacekeeper, the fixer. Mm -hmm. Um, we take, we do so much for everyone else that we fall off of our own to-do list and, yeah. um, we just don't prioritize ourselves. So we've got the trigger, the story, the stress reaction behavior, we lose self-trust, we eat mm -hmm. out of alignment with our goals, and then it loops back to the trigger or sorry, we eat out of alignment with our goals. Then we lose self-trust and then it loops back into the trigger. So what you were talking about earlier with feeling mm -hmm. like, you know, God, if I just had more willpower, I'd be able mm -hmm. to keep it together. And then I feel like I failed and then I lose self-trust and then it loops back. That's mm -hmm. often the cycle that we're in when we're eating out of alignment with our goals. That, that is so, so powerful. And I'm so grateful that you shared with that, that with us. And I want to know, Laurel, like what made you, you know, so passionate about this and um, give us an idea of kind of like who you are as a person behind all of this amazing knowledge. So it started with, and I didn't know, obviously, this when I was 12, but when I was 12, yeah. I started to struggle with my weight and would, at 13, I think was the first time I went to a weight loss program. And I just struggled with my weight for most of my life. Uh, in my 20s is when, so I did multiple diets, would lose weight, gain it all back, plus more. And it was 2008, I finally lost 60 pounds and had been maintaining that and keeping it off for a few years. And I was shocked that I could lose the 60 pounds because I, I just thought that I was big boned and I was meant yeah. to be in a bigger body. And mm -hmm. um, when I lost the 60 pounds, I was like, oh, wow, okay, I can do this. That was, I had no idea. Um, mm -hmm. And I was working in advertising at the time and was starting to lose my passion for that job and career. And people were coming to me asking how I was keeping up my willpower and how I was staying, staying so disciplined mm -hmm. and having success. And I really loved talking to people about my journey and helping them through it. So when mm -hmm. I was trying to decide what I wanted to do next, I kept thinking about that, but it, I had no idea what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, so after about four years of exploring what was next, I learned about health coaching, decided to get my certification. And within um, like three months of starting my certification, I decided mm -hmm. to leave advertising and um, started to, as I was getting my certification, I was introduced to my health coach and learned about this process called Truths with Food, where I started to explore for myself because even though I had been maintaining my weight at that point and had been, had lost the 60 pounds, I was still in a cycle where I'd eat well for a while and then say, screw it, eat whatever I wanted, have to rein it back in again and have to mm -hmm. lose the weight. And so mm -hmm. I, I was like, there's something more to this. And when I learned about truce with food, I was like, oh, okay, wait, maybe it's not just about the food. Maybe it isn't that I need more willpower and discipline. And so I started going through the process and it was really life-changing to realize how much I was turning to food for safety in some way. And growing up, I had been bullied in middle school and high school. And I thought that that didn't really have an impact. It just made me stronger. Mm -hmm. 
But what I learned from going through this process is that I felt anytime I felt at risk of being misunderstood, it felt Mm -hmm. like that was going to make or break a relationship or Mm -hmm. there was a risk of being, being vulnerable was really risky to me. Right. And so and rejection and, and then all of that, that goes with that. I can relate to that a hundred percent. Yeah. And so anytime, like even with an email, right. If I sent an email to a client and it was misinterpreted or something, I felt misunderstood, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that was what was happening. And then of course that night I would mindlessly dive into chips mm-hmm. and cookies and whatever yeah. it was and eat. So to be able to understand how I was trying to protect myself and it wasn't really serving me anymore was super powerful to help me to release the pull to food. And also it improved mm-hmm. my relationships and also how I show up in my career, my business and stuff. So that's what has yeah. led me here. That's so powerful. And I want to thank you for your vulnerability because I think that sometimes we listen to these experts, right? And we just think that, you know, they have it all figured out and and you do, but you have this amazing story behind it of how you got to the point that you are and that people that are listening to this can say, oh my gosh, like she's, it's like you're talking to them, right? You're talking to us and you, you're giving us this, this sense of, you know, what we're feeling and how we're feeling. And I think that what's important for us to acknowledge in this guys is that there are things that are happening mindlessly, right? Like you, you just had this reaction to the eating. I pick, I do. When I get nervous, if I get into a, a meeting or a confrontation or whatever, like I will literally look down and my finger is bleeding. Yeah. Because I just, I, and I don't even realize that I do it. And then all of a sudden I look down and I'm embarrassed because now I have to like hide my hand because I've literally picked a hangnail to the point of bleeding and I don't even realize I do it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, this whole thing. And so I think that when we can just give ourselves that permission to, to be okay with the fact that there's some programming that goes on inside of our subconscious, right? That is, that is triggering this stuff. And like you said, we have so much of these experiences, so many experiences in our lives when we're younger without the context mm-hmm. of the bigger picture, right? And so we do, we, we catastrophize things. We make it all about ourselves. And I personally have had a several bullying, you know, instances in my own life that have led me to this great fear of being misunderstood. Yeah. Right. And then I feel like I have to over explain myself and cause I fear rejection. And mm-hmm. so when I, what I, where I'm going with this guys is that I think that when you can take something like food or take something like picking your nails as this amazing clue as to what is possibly off balance. And you can look at it like, okay, like there's something going on here. And when you get to the point where you're ready to tackle that, it's going to open up like all of these possibilities and unleash this amazing superpower that you've always had inside of you, but you've been holding back in that particular way. And it starts to impact all of these different areas of your life, your relationships with your family, relationships with your friends, your business, your personal self-worth, all of the things because you chose to follow the trail, right? Totally. Yeah. It's so, it's so true. And what we want to do throughout this process is a understand that cycle that you're in to figure out what's leading to making your finger bleed or eating like binge eating. Yeah. Um, but then what we want to do is test new behaviors to see that you can actually be safe and to realize that not every instance is a make or break thing about us. And it doesn't necessarily like 
being able to identify what is actually important to us. Does it mean that you have to be accepted by everybody? Do you need to be liked by everybody? Or is it certain people that are more important to you than others? And also even being able to figure, identify and what we do in the process I take my clients through is we identify like, what are their values? We get to a place where we're like, what are their values and what is the disconnect between how they're living today and what their values actually are? And so I'm bringing this up because you just said like it can impact so many different areas of our lives and our relationships. And one of my clients, when we did the values, she realized that connection, community and collaboration were really important to her. However, she had been isolating herself so much because Mm. she didn't, she had such a fear of exposure and being um, seen, especially Mm -hmm. because she wasn't comfortable in her own body. And as soon as we identified what her values were, she's like, oh my God, I'm hiding. And I'm not, Mm. she wasn't even going to the grocery store. She would have her husband go to the grocery store so that she didn't have to be seen. And she would come up with excuses as to why she couldn't go to social gatherings and things like that. Yeah, And by identifying that these were her values, she started to put herself out there in small ways that felt safe. And then she was like, oh my God, this connection is huge in the community and the collaboration. And so now she's doing ballroom dancing classes with her husband. And her husband even said the other day, and she's like, over the holidays, she was like, let's go to this party. Let's go to this gathering. And not to burn herself out, but because she really wanted the connection and her husband's like, Oh my God, you have changed so much. Like the fact that you are pulling me to events is amazing. And she's just so much light, like feels physically lighter and is just happier, more connected and not numbing out with food as much. I just love that you gave this amazing picture of what life could look like and how we can, you know, really give this inspiration and this hope to the people listening. You guys, I cannot wait to hear more of Laura's tips and tricks on how we can get from where we are now as stuck people to where we want to be and to really help ourselves live out that life, whatever that looks like for you. But first, I'm going to tell you all about this thing that I've been working on. It's all about connection. And I think that, you know, Laura said it so beautifully that sometimes we need that amazing connection, especially around other like-minded people. So I created something just for those of us who need to be around a good vibe tribe of people who want to, to really connect and especially people right here inside of the Unsuck podcast. So take a quick listen to what it is that I'm up to. And then we're going to get back and hear all of the things from Laura. Hey, Lichelle here, and I just got to ask you, do you ever listen to podcasts or special training from gurus who are telling you exactly what to do, but you still have questions? Wouldn't it be amazing if you actually could ask questions to the people who are presenting to give you your personalized answer to how you can get into action and apply it to your unique situation? That is exactly why I created the Better Club Elite, which is a very special, very exclusive monthly membership that gives you access to those question and answer sessions that are going to get you in action and get you all lined up with everything that you need to start being better, doing better, and having better in life and in business. The support, the answers, and everything that you need to get you in action. So let's go. All right. So Laura, I can't wait for you to to help us to 
really give us some more amazing tools because you just just started out with one of them, which was so great. So what else would you tell us if we are kind of feeling all of the things that you've described to us and we're like, okay, what can I start today to start making this move in the right direction? So there's a couple of kind of quick things that you can do. So just even being able to identify and get clear on like what the triggers were that led you to eat can be really helpful. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind too, that even if you're not able to catch it before you eat, because right now we're in an automatic cycle, right? Where Mm -hmm. a lot of times people will say like, they kind of blacked out or a fog came over them and they ate without even realizing. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then afterwards they're like, whoa, what did I just do? Uh And so you may not be able to realize it until after the fact. And that's okay because being able to even reflect back afterwards can be really helpful to reduce any mental gymnastics, guilt and shame, and helps us recover and like get back on track faster. Mm -hmm. So there's two different things. One is a quick tool of when you recognize that you're feeling unsettled in some way, it's just mm-hmm. asking what's leading me to feel unsettled. And that can bring some curiosity as opposed to judgment to mm-hmm. whatever it is yep. that you're feeling or the, the pattern that you're in. The other thing is that can be really helpful is to do a, and I actually have a workbook on my website that walks you through this. Awesome. Um, but there's to help figure out what, which of those tail triggers and those emotions. So the feeling tired, anxious, inadequate, or lonely, led to, to eating. And it can be complicated because it doesn't typically happen where you experience a trigger and then you eat. It can be a buildup of the triggers throughout the day mm, so that it's yeah. like death by a thousand paper cuts where you hit a point <laughs> where you're just like, yeah. I can't even handle it. Or if you, and so like if you nighttime eat, that could be what's happening for people who eat more in the morning or in the middle of the day. Sometimes it's building up and gearing up for the triggers that are going to happen as well. So what you can do is throughout the day, anytime you're eating out of alignment with your goals, reflecting back and seeing what are the circumstances and where were you feeling any of those tail emotions. And just so we can see what was the circumstance and then what did you feel? And so we really want it to be more of an internal focus of what did you make the situation mean about you that led you to feel unsafe in some way or triggered mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah. So that's kind of, and like I said, there's a, the workbook does walk you through a lot more detail of how to go about that exercise. Yeah. But in general, that's typically how it works of just being able to figure out which of those what is all the stuff that is leading to the event of eating, even though Mm -hmm. it's not really that you're lacking willpower. And do you find that once you become more aware of those, that you're able to start recognizing them before they happen or as they're, as you're being triggered before you, you know, automatically do things. Do you find that that just awareness helps to to set that cycle in motion? Yeah. It's like building a muscle, right? Like it's a new way of Mm -hmm. thinking about things and doing things. So Mm -hmm. it does take time. And also once you have an idea of what your patterns are, then you can catch it earlier and earlier to be able to see like, Oh, this is what I'm Mm -hmm. doing or this is what's happening. Yeah. So, yeah. And then do you find that, you know, once you have that identification of what that trigger is, do you then find a way to exhibit a different habit or a different, you know, outcome to that trigger? Yeah, sometimes people just by being able to recognize like, oh, I'm really tired and I just need a break, just get taking a five minute break, getting some fresh air can be all that they mm-hmm. needed to refresh. Okay. Um, yeah. Or if they're feeling isolated or alone, then it's, 
you know, what will help you feel more connected with yourself or with other people? Um, mm -hmm. If you're feeling inadequate, is it, do you need more information to find out if you really did fail at something or if you really were um, not right or not good enough in this situation? So it can just bring, that's the first step. And of course, like the process takes typically six months to a year to get through in order to be able to yeah. recognize and like test the new behaviors and everything. But right. a lot of times just the awareness of like, of how, of these patterns can be helpful so mm -hmm. that you can then choose differently. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. What other, is there anything else that you haven't ha had a chance to mention that we can make sure to dive into before we finish our conversation? I mean, I feel like I can talk about this stuff for three I know, hours. Right? So, <laughs> so I'm sure there's a lot that we haven't covered. Um, I think, I know a lot of people tend to feel isolated and alone in this process and it, what their with their challenges with their relationship with food mm -hmm. and there can be some shame around that um yeah. and so i would just i guess the one piece of advice is that yeah. if that is something that you're feeling you don't have to do it alone and yeah. you're not alone there are other people who are experiencing similar similar things to you and mm -hmm. finding somebody who can support you through that who can be a non-judgmental third party that can yeah. help bring some clarity and awareness to the patterns that you're in um, yes. can be so helpful so that you don't have to stay stuck in your own head or stuck in your body. Like if you're feeling really uncomfortable right. there. Right. No, that's so, that's so powerful. And I want to make sure that we take a moment to really acknowledge what you just said, because I think that when we are especially dealing with our subconscious and the automatic things, it's really hard for us to have that self-awareness, especially at first, right? And so I find this myself where I'm just literally in the weeds and I can't see the whole picture from above, but somebody yeah. else that's looking can see it clearly. That's why every single coach that I know has their own coach, right? Because yeah. even though we know what the heck to do, we're too close to it that we can't always have that insight that we could if we were looking from the outside, right? I think too that what you said was so powerful in the sense that it can be a very isolating situation. And when you have a fear of being inadequate or a fear of being lonely, those two things themselves oftentimes will, you know, keep us from from reaching out to other people or being vulnerable around other people. But there's so mm -hmm. much power in really connecting with somebody else who gets it who understands it, who's not going to judge me, but also is willing to give me the words of affirmation that I maybe am having a hard time giving myself, right? Because we're really hard on ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are our own worst critics. And I think in terms of, you know, when we talked earlier about what got me to what I'm doing now, yeah. I think that something that is really helpful for my clients is the fact that I've been on my own journey myself and I still continue to work with my health yeah. coach too. Yeah. Um, even though my relationship with food is so like, it's so much better and yeah. there's still opportunities, not just around food, but in other areas of life to continue mm -hmm. to work on things and especially yeah. like in my business. And so I still do my own work and I think it's helpful for my clients because you know, the process is not easy. It's very vulnerable. It's hard. And I've been through it before. And so to be yeah. able to say, like, I know this is hard. I know what you're going through. It does get better. And yeah. I think that they appreciate the fact that I've been on that path before as well. And yeah. um, so I know what they're experiencing. Absolutely. And I think that the other really amazing advantage of working with someone else is the accountability piece, mm -hmm. right? Because 
so often when we fail to keep our own word with ourselves and we are pushing through with willpower and then we fail, just like we talked about at the beginning of our conversation, we bring ourselves into the cycle of shame and then lack of confidence. And then it just continues to get worse downward spiral versus going upwards. But when we have that accountability of someone else to report to someone else to, to say, Hey, you know, I did this or I didn't do this. And how could that other person encourage us to keep going or to figure out how we can get back on track or all the things. And so, you know, not only giving ourselves the, the support and the encouragement and the bigger picture, but the accountability piece is huge, guys. So I want you to know that um, I'm going to make sure that all of Laura's contact information, including her website um, with access to that worksheet that she was mentioning, is easily accessible inside the show notes because I think, Laura, that what you're doing is so so profound. And I think that it's going to help so many people in, in other things, not even just health um, or eating, right? There's so many other things that could be triggering from the same process. And so I think that what you did today was give us all hope and very amazing practical tools to get us set into the right direction. So thank you for that. Thank and you. you guys, I do you know, those of you guys that listen to this know that every single time we end our conversation, I ask my guests to think of a coaching question or a question to ponder to ask the audience so that we can start to help them think about something that's going to get them from where they are to where they want to go. So what would you ask everybody to think about? Such a good question. Um, let's see. Relating it to our relationship with food. Um, I think I'm going to go with similar to what I had said earlier of like when yeah. we're feeling unsettled. Um, well, actually, no, I'm not going to go on that one. So if there's a place where like for anybody who's feeling, and I know this isn't going to be everybody who's listening. So, yeah. um, this will apply to a lot of people, but if there's a place where you feel like you're really overwhelmed, you're not sure what the first step is to take to mm -hmm. start to work towards your goals. The question I'll ask is, how, what is one step that you can take to start taking yeah. action? How can you break it down into smaller steps so that it doesn't feel so overwhelming? Because a lot of times we're trying to, we're thinking about being perfect with whatever yes. it is that we're working towards, yes. right? And if we can't do it perfectly, then we might as well not do it at all. But yeah. let's break that down a little bit. And how can you just take even just one step to get started yeah. um, without needing to strive for perfection? I love that. So you guys, what's one step that you can take today that's going to get you in the right direction? And maybe that's literally just going to Laura's website. So I hope that everybody had as much fun with this conversation as I did. Thanks for listening. And Laura, thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much. so much for listening to the Untucked Podcast. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. And don't forget to check out the show notes if you want to get into my private club, The Better Club, to be able to learn better ways to be better, do better, and have better. So until next time, keep showing up. Let's get unstuck together. Have a great day.